Hi, my name is Norman Ortiz, CEO and founder of iGenabs, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. It's me, your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and this is the podcast that will help you help you make a change in your life by pursuing a career or a uh, entrepreneurial journey within the app world. And uh, what I do is I go out and look for people that can help us with whatever they're doing in their their businesses and apply it to what we can do in our businesses as app developers or just developers if you're listening to this and you develop for the web as well. So welcome to this podcast. Uh, I am joined today by a a wonderful guest. Uh, He's actually very easy to find online. So you just go to uh, Tony Teagarden, TonyTeagarden.com, in fact, and you'll see um, his website and the fact he's been featured all over the place and uh, he's been an entrepreneur for many years and he's going to help us today just in terms of how we can um, attract uh, perhaps other sources of revenue and uh, you know how we can think about uh, changes in our lives and how we can perhaps leave our jobs and, and become uh, full-time ad developers. So Tony, it's so great that you could join us today on this um, podcast. Hey, thanks a lot, Paul. I'm really glad to be here. Well, it would be great to start off with, um, you know, your journey as well. We want to learn about you and what attracted you to the online space and to become an entrepreneur. Um, Actually, it's quite by accident. It's a funny story. I don't think I've gotten to really share this uh, publicly per se. Oh, we've Uh, got an exclusive. (laughs) You do. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think think I'll, I'll share this. So probably, gosh, it's been going on eight, nine years ago. Um, I went through a divorce and coming out of that divorce, um, you know, I'd asked myself, my gosh, what do I, you know, I, I haven't dated, you know, how do I really date? And I didn't know how to date anymore. Um, and so I jumped online and I looked for how to date and I came by a little ebook it was called double your dating. And I bought this little $20 ebook. And then of course I had to buy the $20 a month, uh, CDs that came along with it, the continuity. And I was sitting there, you know, I was ecstatic, of course, I've got my little product and you know, I can start digging into dating again. But what fascinated me even more was I was like, this guy just got $20 from me and he didn't really have any deliverables per se. It was just this electronic file, which I'm sure is unlimited. And I said, you know, if he does a you know, couple hundred of these a month, he's, he's doing okay. And that started my journey of which then I went on to find out the creator and the founder of that company is actually, a, I think it's about a 30 to $50 million company now. And um, that was my, my, my stair stepping into this journey. I started to kind of really research the whole online space and discovered uh, the developer of that company actually is a very, uh, very uh, successful marketer and uh, started following his stuff and some other people within that genre. And uh, that was my start. It was uh, pretty pretty much by accident, but it was a wonderful accident, uh, needless to say. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a wonderful start. Many of us have done the same thing. Maybe it's not an ebook. Maybe it's we've downloaded an app and we've paid mm-hmm. two ninety nine for it or whatever the price is. And then we've figured out that, uh, again, apps are... Uh, uh, endless. You can have as many as you want. I think um, Angry Birds has been downloaded two billion times or something crazy like that. So uh, 
yeah, I guess many yeah. of us have been inspired yeah. by the same journey that you have. So, so uh, how did you go about then, um, you know, how did you go about uh, pursuing uh, the, your first uh, entrepreneurial endeavors after you read this ebook and paid out this $20? Sure. So I began to, on a very spare time, part-time basis, begin to investigate the online space. I began blogging. Um, I, I'm not an overnight success, I'll tell you that for sure. Um, I probably went for about four years just blogging and, and giving away a ton of content and value. And really, I'll be just very frank, I was quite scared to sell anything. Um, you know, So I'm certainly not one of those overnight success stories. I, uh, I was actually with another another business that I was doing at the time, which was was pretty lucrative and gave me the ability to uh, leverage spending time learning more about this industry and the online space. And and then, of course, you know, bought my very first iPhone um, not too long after and began, you know, my little app journey, which we'll talk about later. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just inevitably uh, really started to invest more and more time in learning. And, and I was one of those individuals I became constipated with knowledge, meaning I just kept consuming, consuming, consuming. And I was executing slightly and lightly with uh, with my blogging and my my email marketing campaigns. And I did have some little successes. I started doing some coaching, which again was was a happy accident um, where I started mentoring and, and coaching people based on my background. And I'd had enough experience at that point, about 10 years, I'd helped people transition from full-time jobs into uh, into their part-time businesses that were paying them full-time income. And so I kind of lived that journey myself. I began to uh, transition slowly but surely to eventually to a point where I was able to quote unquote walk away from my other company, my other business that I was doing. Um, it it still exists and it still pays me to this day, but I was able to transition fully because I was able to leverage enough of the technology and the tools within the online marketing world, and of course also my natural talents, which was working with people and coaching and mentoring, uh, so that I was able to eventually make that transition. Again, it wasn't overnight. Um, Again, something I'm very, very familiar with. A lot of people hope that it can be overnight, and sometimes on occasion it can be. But usually those overnight success stories, you don't see the 3, 5, 10, 15 years that it took to build a solid foundation before they ever get to that point before they transition. Today, the good news about that, it, it doesn't require 15 years. It can require 15 months just because of the amazing technology and the ability, You know, just as you know, with apps. Uh, there's such a huge market. It's such a budding market still that uh, that you can really exponentially grow that and have that happen pretty quickly. Now, it's, it's nice, Tony, that you can, um, I guess, add a bit of realism to the world, the entrepreneurial world for us, because we have stories that come out such as OMG Pop selling their mm-hmm. uh, famous um, app called uh, Draw Something. And mm-hmm. uh, it's an overnight success. It's basically uh, they their company was bought within nine days for the sum of about $100 million or something like that. A, yeah. a small team, about 40 people. But what we don't hear in the news is that they worked on 39 apps that went nowhere and <laughs> completely rubbish. And, yep, uh, that's right. But, uh, you know, we only ever – and so what we try to do is we try and replicate their success. We try and clone their app and uh, – and inevitably, we launch and don't have that um, experience or wisdom to, uh, you know, follow their path, and, and we fail. So yeah. I want to pick up on coaching because, ironically, today I, I was thinking about uh, offering coaching. I think all of us listening to this, the Appster Tribe, we know some great content, and we can all offer coaching. What mm-hmm. advice can you offer us to get started in coaching? Well, number one thing I would say is 
make sure that everything that you intend to teach that you're in integrity on. Um, that's a very important piece. I don't, you don't want to coach on concepts that you have no experience on. And so, you know, there's probably somebody listening to this right now who's part-time, might be driving to work um, and be wondering, wow, you know, like I'm not full-time in apps. How could I begin coaching? Um, the truth is, is you absolutely can. If you're coaching on pieces of your business that you have mastered, um, just because there may not be some of the ancillary benefits that have come to the table, it doesn't mean that you can't coach on where you're at right now because there's a lot of people that are still either just open or just beginning their journey or at a level that's far below or right below where you might be in your skill set and your skill level. And I believe that uh, one of the biggest challenges that I've seen as a coach and working with a lot of other individuals in helping them to become coaches and mentors in their business is many of them feel, well, I don't, I'm not making X amount of dollars or I don't have this certain certification. None of that matters. If you can, in fact, support someone, this is the great thing, by the way, about technology. <clears throat> in the app world, you know, quote unquote, you know, there's not necessarily any quote unquote certifications necessary like there might be, say, in the, in the nutrition world. Um, if you can code, if you can create, if you can get a result or create a transformation for someone, um, as long as you're not out of integrity, and of course, as long as you're not doing anything that um, that's illegal, uh, then there's absolutely no reason that you couldn't be completely in integrity and starting where you're at and serving and supporting people where they're at. As long as you are uh, have mastered that particular piece of your business, you could absolutely begin coaching and mentoring on that aspect. And how do we build up our authority and credibility? Because I can imagine that if you don't have any online presence or brand, just to suddenly put up a website saying, hey, I can teach you how to do this or do that. It, it, I guess there must be there must be a journey to take to build up some level of trust with the potential clients that you bring on board. Is that is that fair? It's one way to look at it. Um, I'll share with you another perspective. I was actually just on the line with a good friend of mine a couple days ago, and he's amazing uh, copywriter. He, he writes like you wouldn't believe. He, um, he does a lot of business. I mean, it's thirty to forty thousand dollars to hire him to write uh, copy for your sales letter and at the same time he's also a phenomenal marketer and, and and the funny thing about it was is that you know we were having this conversation about he was like well you know I'm a copywriter I don't necessarily know that I could coach and mentor someone and he's like nobody knows who I am okay from that perspective and so um, I, I just laughed at the moment and I said you know I'm not. I, nobody knows who I am either. But I just generated sixty thousand, almost sixty thousand dollars in sales in the last six weeks. Nobody knows who I am. And by the way, the last I checked, my name wasn't within two major marketers in your uh, in your market that mentioned you in their most recent product. And so, what I believe it comes down to is perspective. And the bottom line, it comes down to uh, communication. There's two things. Uh, I may want to take note on this. There's two things that will override any initial credibility or authority, it's not credibility, but authority that you're looking for because most people think that you need authority to get your start. And don't get me wrong, I actually teach authority. I have authority services where I can have individuals featured you know, through ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox uh, you know, news affiliate sites. I have all of those tools at my disposal to be able to do that thing uh, and do those, and that's important. But there's two things. Number one is communication. If you don't have the ability to articulate and communicate what's most important to your prospects, 
then you'll probably have a hard time. Meaning that most people, when they get into sales and marketing, they try to just, uh, as one of my mentors shared with me, is that they try to sell people what they do instead of what people are missing. And that's a really big piece right there, if you pay attention to that, um, is that you've got to be able to articulate and communicate what's most important and what's missing from your prospects' worlds. And in the app development uh, world, when you begin into the communication and the branding piece of that, um, that's very, very crucial. Now, the, the second thing that you can do that even speaks louder than your communication and your articulation of what's important to your prospect, it's the demonstration of the results that you can get. And by demonstrating, number one, in your own life, your own results uh, through, let's just say, for an example, the time, the money, the energy that a particular app would save you and your family or you personally or the calories it would keep you from consuming or uh, you know, whatever the value proposition is there. The second part of that, though, is, is what value, what testimonials can you generate from your audience and so that now you have them speaking on your behalf. So those two things, number one, the articulation, and number two, the demonstration, uh, are the two pieces that without authority at all could absolutely catapult you into a level where you're generating uh, you know, obscene amounts of cash flow, or in this particular case, obscene amounts of apps being downloaded. Um, that, to me, is probably the, the two most important pieces that you can control, by the way. You can control those two things. The first one you can definitely control. The second one you can control by uh, providing that level of service and value with your app and what it does for people in their lives. This is just great stuff, Tony. And uh, I'm actually going to get quite specific now, you know, because uh, people listening, are, I'm sure, are very eager to like start potentially uh, this, you know, like an, uh, maybe a, a trialing coaching. And I'm just wondering what sort of packages you would start off with uh, if you are. Uh, new to the idea and you haven't done this before or maybe you haven't been coached before uh, how do you go about starting off what sort of packages is it over skype uh, is it with training materials perhaps you can give us some sort of specific detail on, on how to set set up a coaching business sure so <clears throat> very interesting um, uh, concept is i'll tell you how i started and we'll just share it that way so I'm very, uh, again, into email marketing, and I remember you know, years back when I, I only had a few hundred people on my email subscription list, um, maybe that many. And I decided that I was going to give away 10, 20-minute conversations around listening to what their challenges were and how I could possibly help them to uh, overcome them or to move through them. And I thought, you know, I'll get, maybe I'll be lucky to get 10 people. I don't, you know, who knows if they'll care anything I have to say. Now, if we can translate this into the app world with a notification, let's just say for an example, um, you know, uh, click here in order to get your free 15-minute, you know, uh, complimentary conversation around X outcome, right? So I'm kind of translating this to the app world, for an example, if you have an app list, um, actually, one of my clients is um, he does have an app, and uh, been working with him now for quite some time. And so these are kind of translatable concepts um, to the app world. But what I did was I sent out an email and I said, "Listen, I'm gonna, you know, I'm opening up uh, some time. I really want to know how to serve you in your highest. What your biggest challenges are? What your biggest frustrations are? What's stopping you, slowing you down, or standing in your way? 
I want to hear what it is and want to see if I can support you. And it's complimentary and there's no cost. So I sent out the email thinking I would be lucky if I got 10. I ended up getting well over 30 people responded. And um, by accident, I did those 10 phone calls and generated um, well over $5,000 in sales, completely by accident. Um, and it was because, I can tell you, just simply uh, connecting with people, hearing what it was that their challenges were, um, there is no other better way to connect with someone other than sitting directly in front of them, in my personal opinion, other than over the phone. And um, all the barriers break down. And, and believe me, I'm a huge advocate of technology. Um, you know, my girlfriend will tell you I spend my nights now, you know, on my iPhone, going through Flipboard, through the technology section, just consuming and learning, and and you know, really learning how to leverage the new platforms of technology that are exponentially growing right now. But at the core of it all, nothing can outperform being able to speak to an individual. If you're looking at doing high-end coaching, which is what I generally tend to teach and live and demonstrate myself, uh, high-end coaching, we're talking you know, $5,000 coaching packages plus. And I generally do those in groups. I don't do one-on-one -on -one anymore. I do groups of, of people. So five, 10 you know, people at five to $6,000 a piece and then you deliver and support and serve those individuals. You can do this through conference calls. You can do it through Skype if you have group Skype conferencing to answer your other question. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. But I originally started, um, I didn't start out there because I never would have done it if that's where I thought I had to start. I started by just simply listening to my market, getting on the line with them, hearing what their biggest needs, fears, and frustrations were. And at the end of those calls, I was like, hey, I actually could help you with that, and here's how that would look like. And if you'd like to give me a little bit of money, I can help you to get your problem solved and get more of what you want. And it just so happened there were enough people that, you know, that said yes to that offer that um, it equaled a little over $5,000 in transactions. So that's that, it. That is great. I mean, what I love about this podcast is that you, you do get themes as we go along. And, you know, this is episode 130. And I'm thinking back to uh, my chat with Joel Com, and, and he was talking about uh, Google Helpout. Google Helpout is something that uh, not many people know about, but it's uh, the, using the Google Hangout technology, but to help people. Mm -hmm. And it's a great yep. lead generation. And so, yep. you know, just uh, immediately thinking that, uh, the Appster tribe listening right now can just sign up for Google Help Out, offer 10-minute segments of their time to chat to people, and that could be a great lead generation tool. Um, yep. The other thing is I wondered how much you groomed up that 200 email list beforehand. You know, Did you like send a lot of content, I guess, their way before sort of pitching the idea of a 10-minute chat? Is um, you know, nope, no, it was it was straight cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I had, and let me just let me just put this out there as well. Very, very important because everyone, um, is so that I come across many of the people and uh, and and clients that end up working with me suffer from more, and I call it suffering from more, meaning I have to give more content, I have to give more value, I have to give more of this in order for me to get more subscribers, to get more downloads, to get more. Uh, buyers to get more, 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 more. And what you'll find is that more isn't necessarily always the answer. I've generally found that, and, and this would be very true in the app world, as I'm, you know, working with, uh, you know, an app developer and, and, and I'm very, you know, huge advocate of it, is that generally you don't have a more problem, meaning you don't, you know, more subscribers, more downloads, more this isn't necessarily the answer. Uh, nine, 0.5 times out of 10, what I found is people have an offer problem. And what made that 
particular offer of mine, you know, years ago worked so well is that it was the right offer. Um, you know, yes, I had given a lot of content away on my blog. And then, of course, I would always email out my blog update to my list and they would get that information. Um, but the offer, meaning that it was concise and it spoke to what they were already listening for, is what made it work so well. Meaning people want to be heard. People want to know that someone cares enough that they can help and reach out and solve their problem. Now, this translates very much into the app world, you know, based on um, how you might name your app, how you might position your app, the value proposition of that app. Believe it or not, there's a lot of marketing pieces, especially direct response marketing, which I'm a huge advocate of, that could be applied to the app marketing world. And even in the development stages, when you're looking at positioning uh, your, your particular piece, and of course, in this day and time where the weirdest names possible seem to have you know, some of the biggest results, <laughs> yeah. um, there's still a lot of, I believe, there's still a lot of, of concept uh, around the direct response world that, that speaks into that. And the reason being is that it speaks, the, the app itself speaks to what people might be missing most in their life or would be adding the most value to. Um, so kind of a long answer to your, to your, your question there. Um, when you get the offer right and it speaks into what people are already listening for, as, as again, one of my mentors has shared with me, it absolutely is on point and you can't mess it up. And then the final thing on coaching before I'm really looking forward to, you know, picking up on what you said about your app journey. But before we leave the coaching side of it, uh, we have been seeing on the Internet like this phenomenon of uh, being really authentic and genuine online and sharing yeah, monthly reports and, uh, you know, revenue stats and mm -hmm. uh just just to try and build up some i guess some credibility and um, authenticity online and i've actually noticed um, some of the podcasts coming out are chats with coaching clients or um, mastermind groups and i wondered um i mean i don't coach anyone just yet but i wondered what the response would be from uh, people being coached to having that session recorded and put out as a podcast well you know, a couple of things there. I believe it depends upon the context as much as it depends on the content of the coaching call. Um, if someone were wise, and let's just say for an example, I know Pat Flynn, um, who is you know fairly famous for his income reports that he started years ago. Uh, someone would be pretty silly not to get record, you know, get a a recorded call uh, with him. And of course, you know, it's going to go out to his, you know, upteenth thousands of, uh, you know, of, of buyers and listeners and readers. Um, you're going to get a fair shake of, of uh, uh, what's the word we want to use here? You're going to get heard and seen yeah. and read about a lot more than if you don't, right? So that's, to me, that makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I feel that it, it's a pretty smart move um, in, in that sense. Uh, number one, it would be very smart for Pat. Number two, it would be very smart for the individual who participated in that process. Now you better have what I call, I learned years ago is you better have some thick skin, uh, because if you're going to get your stuff beat up on, you know, and I've seen Pat do this by the way, um, with, I believe it was years ago with a, a gentleman who was trying to do the same thing. He was trying to do income reports and he was talking about, you know, how to make all this money, but yet his income report was like maybe about $1,200 a month. You're, you're incongruent. And this goes back to what I originally said earlier about uh, being an in integrity. And as long as you're in integrity and as long as you're whatever it is that you're going to be sharing and exposing and being transparent about that it's within integrity. Example, don't be talking about how you can help people generate $100,000 with their blog if you're only doing $1,200 a month. 
um, you have to make sure that you're congruent and in integrity with that, um, which I fell into that trap at one point. Um, and the minute that I turned it around, um, became completely transparent and started operating from my strengths, uh, rather than from my, uh, non-strengths, everything turned around and shifted for me. Yeah. And, and, and that's why, again, you know, it's good to reiterate that because I fell into the trap as well. You know, I paid a few thousand dollars for a list building course and, uh, with the false expectations that I'd be buying my private jet just afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, I think right, uh, right. obviously we've been through a big spate of that. And, and apps is, is, you know, we're the same thing. We read about the WhatsApp being sold for 19 billion and we just feel yeah. that we can just jump in, build an app and it will be um, sold by, you know, to Google within a, a few weeks. And uh, anyway, so that that's just a problem with expectations. So talking about apps, let's talk about your app journey. You mentioned um, 10 minutes ago or so that you, had an app journey that you wanted to talk about. T t tell us more. Well, yeah, it's fascinating and it's so interesting. I was just having this conversation um, with my girlfriend uh, about probably four or five days ago. I was having another uh, conversation with a good friend of mine this morning who him and I both have been a part of a few startups um, as well. And the fascinating thing is, is the rate at which technology is evolving. And myself personally i've seen a few and, and i don't am i allowed to mention a few uh apps you by can the way? Uh, you can mention it. this is well uh, we just talked about transparency so let's be okay, as transparent <laughs> transparent good. as you want yeah so i come from more of the coaching marketing direct response type space and so but i'm also realizing the speed of which of course mobile um and multi-screen i'm one of those guys that has you know the the macbook pro the ipad and the iphone all sitting there with me plus my smart tv right so um you know we're you know, my girlfriend and i both you know we'll use our iphones to connect to the youtube app on our uh on our smart tv and watch stuff that way and then of course my ipad now i've gotten addicted to watching movies uh, through netflix on the ipad and and then at the same time something will trigger and i'll pick up the iphone so i can look up something so definitely you know, I'm part of that that genre, that era right now, that that is here and and is using the multi-screen uh, world. Um, there is the concept of, and we were talking about this. It'd be interesting to see where the desktop world will be at in another five to six years, based on the exponential growth of what's happening right now in the mobile world and and apps. And so um, there's a there's an application for me of anyone who's looking at the authority and the positioning and the marketing. There's a gentleman by the name of Garrett J. White, and um, he's got an app called Wake Up Warrior. And to me, he got it right. Um, and he's got it right right now. And uh, you know, he's got basically video, podcast, uh, all of his blog content, his uh, Facebook content, which is, uh, which is traditionally updated on Facebook, but then of course repurposed into the app. There's training, there's photo card. I mean, there's, there's just so much that he's doing right if you're looking at branding per se, your company, yourself, to being that hub. And so I found it very, very fascinating to see he made this, this move uh, probably late last year. I noticed him starting to make the move. And it spoke to me as to like, yes, this, this is what's happening. Um, the desktop world, you know, it's not going to die anytime soon, but it'll be interesting to see kind of like the record companies and how now streaming music as opposed to downloaded music and, and the shift that's even happening there right now, uh, it's just, it's so fascinating to me and I'm, and I'm absolutely 
you know, excited about it, I know how much, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of an app monger. And I noticed that for me, most of it is, um, it's not necessarily for entertainment, but it's for education. I think that's going to be dependent upon the individual and the personalities. For me, it's a lot of, uh, there are some tools that are very mainstream in, in the app world, Evernote, Dropbox, Speed Up Light, those types of applications um, that I use. And of course, uh, TurboScan, which I, um, I don't own a fax machine. I don't own a home phone. Um, I'm definitely one of those individuals who is very mobile-esque uh, with my business. Well, you and, and I share a lot in common because I have. Uh, <laughs> I'm recording this from MacBook Pro. I've, um, yep. I've actually just upgraded my Apple TV to the next generation. Uh, just to yep, get same here. So yep, <laughs> yeah, same here. Just bought the new one actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, it doesn't seem to make sense. It's only a bigger screen. There's nothing else. Um, but uh, I couldn't help it. And yeah, we're totally ad- addicted to apps. And and just want to pick up on this because I've been talking about personal branding for for ages. I mean, I go back to one of my earlier episodes, probably 50, 60 episodes ago, and we were talking about personal branding within an app and so many people haven't really thought of that but what a great resource here Garrett J. White well I'm certainly be downloading that now and and having a look at it and I I, I just think that having control of your content uh, with the user is now paramount especially the way Facebook has changed their algorithms and you can't guarantee that you're going to get through to your audience that's been a big complaint on this show and uh, you know, when you build your business on other platforms, um, that things can change. And so it's best to kind of like take control of that back and get as many downloads of your own app as possible, because then at least you control your your users and your user experience. Is that, is that would you recommend that? Yeah, I, I believe it always comes back down to that, as well as owning your own email list. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of email. Um because that is something that uh, that doesn't go away um, as long as you don't do anything dumb with your account and of course get it banned or taken away from you but um, and even in that case you can create your own email client and your own email subscription list um, that's the reason why you know I'm really excited about iTunes and, and of course Apple you know being able to create your own app uh, there's now of course there's the online magazines which of course you can um, download as an app onto your under your uh, iPad or iPhone, and within those uh, magazines, those quote-unquote uh, app magazines, you can have video, you can have con- uh, content, and within those, you can actually have uh, people that can subscribe to your traditional email list through that application, uh, which is which is just to me nowadays, it's just it's mind blowing, it's it's exciting, because for me as being more of a direct response guy, I always want to have the ability to reach out and touch my my ideal prospect. I want to be able to communicate with them at will. And so um, when people subscribe to TonyTeagarden.com, every Tuesday they can expect an email that comes out. It's going to be something that's going to be either educational. I'm always going to have an offer uh, because I demonstrate what it it is in fact that I want my prospects to do. And so I'm always going to have that offer, which will be wrapped in a piece of cheese, by the way, I like to say, Uh, meaning it'll be something valuable, something content, something that's going to help solve a problem, but at the same time, also make an offer to them to eliminate the problem, invest highly in themselves through me, and so that we can help them to move faster, uh, more expedient, more efficiently to their outcomes that they want. Uh, So definitely being able to reach out, have your own platform, most importantly being able to have that email platform, uh, whether it's through the app app environment, whether it's through an Aweber, an Infusionsoft, or uh, Office Autopilot, whatever that medium is going to be, but yes, having that ability to own your platform and reach out and connect with people. Super, super important, even more so than just having the website, just having the app uh, alone. 
Well, this is very timely, Tony, and I know that we've got to wrap it up soon. We're getting towards the end, but it's a very mm-hmm. timely episode because uh, it's coming on the back of uh, a recent interview that we did with uh, a programmer called Josh Earl, and uh, he'd, he'd managed to get an email list of 320,000 emails uh, mm-hmm. through a contest giveaway. And obviously that's a very rapid uh, uh, growth of email. And uh, since recording that, I know I've um, been in touch and, and heard that that email list is still very sizable, but a big chunk of it has unsubscribed yep. uh, because it was built, you know, extremely quickly and then they kind of unsubscribe. But nevertheless, it's still a, a good way of uh, building um, an email list through like a giveaway or contest or like an incent, an incentivized way to, to actually mm-hmm. give away your email. Um, and uh, so that's it's, it's great that you've reminded us because as app builders, we often forget that we need, you know, to be able to communicate with our users and they are using our app and, and Apple um, especially are um, guarded over uh, collecting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, details from the user. Uh, so yep. we have to be quite clever in, in the way that we do stuff. And I love the yep. way you talked about um, push notifications and maybe pushing them to, uh, maybe an online magazine that can capture the email or, or something like mm-hmm. that. It's, um, yeah, really interesting stuff. Yeah. So as we wrap this up then, I mean, I could literally go on for hours and hours <laughs> here. And uh, as we wrap yep. it up, Tony, um, what, what are your final thoughts then to the Appster tribe who have listened to you and, and gone through and, and just been inspired by your journey? What, what uh, would you say your best advice is that you can give us right now to make a change and, and do and follow a path that you perhaps, you know, you've done and have been very successful with? Well, that's a, that's a big question. Um, perspective. Just keep perspective. And, and again, we kind of started out this whole conversation about, uh, you know, how someone who's listening to this right now can shift and move out of the full-time job into the, uh, the you know, part-time business that can pay a full-time income so that way you could walk away from the full-time job. And I would say that that definitely is going to require perspective, commitment, consistency. Uh, things never tend to turn out the way we expect them to. Our consciousness, uh, the little voice inside of our head, loves to uh, talk to us all the time and inject the value systems of other people and their stories. And there's always a story behind the story, by the way. I've always learned this. There's a story behind my story. We just don't have time to really talk about it. Um, but I do my best to be as, as transparent as possible within the time that we have. Um, but always maintaining perspective and consistency and holding fast to your vision of what you want your life to look like. One of the things I learned from a good friend of mine was that my business should exist for the sole purpose of my lifestyle and realizing that there are times of which, of course, we're going to put in the long hours. We're going to put in the long nights. There's going to be times that our results are going to absolutely bomb, but I don't believe in failure. I only believe in feedback. And so, therefore, if you remain uh, in a space where you're able to uh, keep perspective of the outcome and the goal and accept the feedback as it's delivered to you and without judgment, without discouragement, and just remain in that, that, that perspective place that you're on your journey, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now, and that as you are provided any type of resistance, that your ability to meet that resistance with consistency uh, will reward you in the means of the outcome that you're looking for because you will raise your game, you will raise your level of intensity and become a student. 
just become a student. If anything, even you're in the app development world, um, I would tell you if you're not studying some form of marketing, um, I would say that you know you're you're probably at a disadvantage. Um, you know, listen, I've studied lean startup, uh, you know, as well. I've read all the books, and you know, and, and I apply a lot of those philosophies and pieces. Um, but if I had to tell you that there was a book, um, Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson. It's how to build a $100 million company. He's done it three times. Uh, read that book. The first year is all about just getting the right offer in place. Believe me, with your apps, you're doing a lot of the same concept. You're getting the offer right. Um, you're getting the value proposition right. And, of course, then all the UI stuff and you know, the, the bugs and all those sort of things are going to come as we, as we know. But um, study some form of marketing. So stay consistent. Stay focused. Keep perspective. Focus on, on those things as well as study your marketing. Um, and I would feel that you'll have a better chance of going through the journey with less headache and hassle than if you don't. Well, that's wonderful, Tony. And I, I couldn't have summarized it better because you've just reinforced why I do this podcast. And it's uh, to help app developers uh, keep perspective and also uh, to help with marketing. And, you know, we've actually had uh, the author of uh, The Lean Startup on, on here on the show as well. And um, yeah, so it's all just applying, you know, stuff that you're learning and, and applying it to our, our own businesses. So uh, how best can we reach out and connect with you? What's the best way of um, getting in touch? Sure. Um, anyone can go to uh, TonyTeeGarden.com. That's T-O-N-Y-T-E-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Um, they can just go to TonyTeeGarden.com and uh, subscribe. And there's um, actually they'll be met with some goodies once they do opt in. Actually, some really good solid direct response goodies that are pretty much applicable to anything, uh, whether it's the app business, whether it's coaching, uh, information marketing, and uh, you know we can uh, connect there and. Have a good time, and of course, as always, they can reach out and uh, schedule some time with me and speak and see if uh, working with me is a good fit. Great. Well, Tony, I'm heading over there straight away, and uh, you know, we've cool. got to we've got to bring this uh, full circle because you started off the conversation uh, about um, a divorce and dating, and then you've mentioned your girlfriend a few a few times. Did you happen to? Uh, uh, I guess was it one of these online uh, <laughs> dating things or? No, actually, uh, and I'll wrap it up. The, the funny thing was there, she, uh, I did a live event here locally. Um, I live in, in Tampa, Florida, and we did a, um, I'm part of a high-level mastermind group. We decided to do a live event, and we did, and the stars aligned, and she just happened to attend that event, and, um, you know, bada bing, bada boom, and things happened. And, uh, and luckily, <laughs> so. Google helped you out with how to date again. Because, yes, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You went in there fully prepared. That's uh, obviously the story of preparation. Well, wonderful, okay. Tony. It's been a real pleasure. I'm so thrilled that you could be on the, the App Guide podcast. And uh, uh, I um, thank you for inspiring me and the Appster tribe listening to this right now. Um, all the best with your business and you're welcome back anytime. And, uh, you know, it's great to talk to you. Paul, thank you. I really appreciate it. Wishing you, as well as all your listeners, amazing success. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.